I guess slip myself about my experiences for so long because I was trying to mask and fit in and I was just like oh no like that's not actually a problem hello everyone and welcome to the special interest pod I'm Alex hey and I'm Carly thanks for tuning in today thank you for being in this space with us we are so grateful to have you here and how are you doing today Alex I'm doing okay. I am feeling allergy season right now a lot. So I got like four hours of sleep, but I have this week off. So I'm glad that I have time to rest. That's nice. Do you have any plans for the rest of the day? No, I think I'm going to cancel my plans because I feel like mucky. Mm. You look very cozy right now. I know our, our yeah. listeners can't see you, but Alex is wearing like a very floofy looking sweatshirt and she just looks so cozy. <laughs> it's the coziest. And now she's all zipped up. <laughs> I love a good quarter zip that you can just disappear into. Mm. You know, like hide your face (laughs) almost like um like a scarf but it's your sweatshirt yeah I actually don't like scarves interesting for sensory reasons I I yeah I think it is a sensory thing I don't like how they're like all uneven and then like if I wear a scarf it's gonna be like an infinity scarf that you can like wrap around Mm. um or I don't, I'll, I can tolerate the blanket scarves, but I think um, because of my hypermobility and the pressure scarves put on the back of your neck, it like hurts. <laughs> that makes sense. And some scarves are like so big and bulky. Yeah. But yeah. I'm a quarter zip girly, not a scarf girly. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Are I'm you a doing- quarter zip girly or a scarf girly? I am a scarf girly, I would say, because for me, like, sometimes the zipper, I don't necessarily like Mm. touching my, like, if I'm trying to, like, bury my face in it, um, or, like, even if you're outside and the zipper gets cold, but the rest of it stays warm. I'm not, like, a big fan of that, but it definitely, when it comes to scarves, has to be a specific type of material, because some of the materials can be really like scratchy or like just uncomfortable um but yeah other than that I'm doing pretty good Alex and I spent yesterday just like catching up and we attempted to record this podcast twice and the universe just did not have it for us so we are back trying again today and so I think like I'm a little bit just like my voice is tired from talking so much yesterday yeah definitely 
but I'm doing good. It's um, a cozy morning here. I have some nice little lights on. I have my tea. I have an incense going and it was like a little bit rainy this morning. So I'm just, yeah, trying to have a cozy morning. Yes, very cozy. And last week we kind of had, I guess like it was a big challenging topic for us to talk about. How are you feeling about that now that we've kind of put that into the world? I feel like there's still so much like after listening back to it, I was like, wow, I wish we brought this point and this point into it. Like I know that we mentioned like there's just still so much to kind of discuss. And like, I mean, that's kind of like with autism in general, we're finding so much about our lives and we're like, wow we could talk about this and this and this. Yeah, I agree. I think it's such a big controversial topic and I'm glad we kind of like, I feel like that episode was just like a beginning conversation. Mm, Definitely. And I'm curious to hear more people's feedback about it and other people's experiences with it as well. Because I know we're not the only autistic and late autistic adults that have maybe had a similar experience or people that have had completely different experiences too so I'd be curious to hear that yeah I think that's just a really big thing with the whole conversation is you know our experience uh is not you know we've never received ABA services we've only learned about them through the lens of the provider so yeah I'd love to hear other people's experiences around it but yeah it was a big topic to talk about so Carly and I kind of were thinking we'll just do a little check-in this week especially because we tried to record the podcast two times yesterday and the second time my computer was just like absolutely not and it just like shut down. <laughs> so yeah, here we are just talking about surviving, sometimes thriving, and sometimes living in the line of both. <laughs> Straddling the line, yeah. <laughs> um what have you do you have any news like hyper fixations or special interests like uh highlights oh. oh yeah good question um so to kind of circle back to some previous episodes if you've been listening i have been doing the artist way program and i am on my 10th week of that and So I'm just wrapping up. Um, I have two more weeks to go and I've just been like so excited still about this program, about my creativity and even just like the magic that lies behind like finding this program and saying yes and starting like literally so much has changed since just saying yes to starting this program. And I am just really excited about that. And I think like my mind is kind of always like, you know, it's something that I'm working on daily. So I'm very, I would say, hyper fixated on that as well um, as a highlight. Last week, I was feeling very achy and kind of sick last week, but I 
also recognized that with the, the need of rest, I was like looking for, I don't know, like, I don't know if anyone experiences this. I don't know if you experience this, Alex, but like kind of like that intuition of knowing that like you're on the verge of like gaining information or like hearing something that is just really important and impactful in your life. And so last week I stumbled across um, a coach that I've followed for a while since about 2019 on YouTube. And I've just always felt so aligned with everything that she says, but I'm not like, you know, I don't watch her daily messages or things like that. So last week I was really feeling called to sign up for a free masterclass that she was holding. And as soon as I said yes to signing up for the masterclass, it's like I had this energetic shift and I went from feeling, I mean, I was still feeling the achiness and feeling sick because that's like how my body was feeling and I was honoring that, but like, it was almost like a mind shift, mindset shift, I would say. And I had messaged her right away saying like, I'm so excited for the class. I really feel like, you know, what messages you're going to be sharing are going to be so impactful. And they were like, so it was three days in a row, um, an hour each class, about an hour. And we also like, you know, chatted in the group and connected with other people. And it all just felt so aligned. And then on the last day, it was actually funny because I had gotten off of a, my own client call and then I had joined the meeting a little bit late. And as soon as I got onto the meeting, she was like, Kylie, you're the winner of my next like launching program that I have. And I was like, oh my gosh, I won. I was so surprised. And it was so funny because she just like stopped everything that she was talking about to like welcome me in and then to share the news that I won an opportunity to work with her in a new coaching program that she is releasing and it just yeah ever since now like since last week and that happened I have just felt so excited like rejuvenated and just like having so many thoughts and downloads of ideas and things that I want to bring into my own practice. And that's something that she will be teaching in the program too. a lot of tools that I'll be able to bring into like my own coaching, which is also, I would say like a hyper fixation of mine is just like pouring so much love and energy into my creation of rewild to root, which is my business where I offer coaching but also I'm just sharing like my own journey and sharing a lot from my heart and like my authenticity and stepping into my own powers really like I guess the next step that I'm working on is continuing to being to continue to be seen for who I am and that was like a lot of like some of the messages that I received last week from listening in on the masterclass. And so I'm just like so excited to see where this next step is going to bring me on my path. And 
I mean, that's like a whole other thing that I could just like dive into is just like my my whole spiritual journey is something that I hold so, so close to my heart. And I don't talk about it a lot on here because, you know, everybody has a different path. Everybody has a different journey and different beliefs. And I'm not trying to like push my beliefs on anybody, but like sharing my story, like there's so much magic in it. And I... I'm just feeling, yeah, really aligned with where I am and where I'm going and feeling completely different than last week, which is really exciting. So yeah, thanks for giving me the space to share all of that. How are you feeling, Alex? What are some hyperfixations or things that have been on your heart lately? Thanks for sharing all that. Yeah, I feel like you've just been winning really cool stuff these past few years as you like align your life more to, you know, where you see yourself. It's been so cool to witness. Very inspiring. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's like manifestation and action. Literally, the stuff Carly's brought into her life is truly amazing. And I feel like I've been there kind of since the start of you exploring all of that stuff yeah you actually have been yeah definitely I would say like even like some of my first memories of like learning meditation and yoga have were in Alex's dorm room when we were first transfers to the college that we went to and I remember Alex like making the room so like you know vibey and really nice and like that really was like I don't know I would say like you were definitely one of the first people that introduced me to like mindfulness and really even just I don't know it's hard to explain but like you just being like different than everybody else that I surrounded myself with I guess growing up like you were a different friend it's hard I I I know I'm maybe not explaining this the best way but like you were just completely different Alex has such like a softness and grace to her and like she's so like kind and sweet and not that my other friends weren't that way but like I don't know our time together like was just always really like special to me and it really yeah I think brought like such like it made such an impact (laughs) yeah let me just boost you up Alex (laughs) thank you that's really sweet yeah I actually have um one of my special interests is like mindfulness and yoga and you know, those practices. And it's something that I've been really interested in since I was like a kid. I think I started doing yoga when I was like 13 or maybe younger than that. But it's something that I've always enjoyed. And I've really, really been enjoying learning about the cultural appropriation of yoga and, you know, where I fit into uh, the culture of yoga as a white person who, you know, doesn't hold the yoga lineage um, in my ancestry or, you know, part of my culture and learning more about how I can appreciate these mindfulness practices rather than, you know, be part of the harm um, of appropriation and I am really fascinated by all that stuff I think 
Uh, a lot of autistics are very passionate about social justice, and that's a section of social justice that I um, really enjoy learning about. Um, and I went to a yoga retreat last weekend. It was amazing. It was at um, this place in Vermont. I'll give them a shout out. It's Satu in Vermont, and uh, they're owned by a family. They're an Indian family, so they, you know, are part of the culture of yoga, and they hold the lineage of yoga and their ancestry. So that was amazing. And Ayurveda is something that I'm really interested in. So I get to learn more about that. And it's just, it's really, really amazing. I just feel like, you know, in our Western culture, we're so much about like, I don't want to say this the wrong way. We're so much about like, learning and collecting information, which is so, so important. But um, one of the teachers at the retreat was talking about how, you know, he's part of like Eastern culture and um, they are more focused on doing and experiencing. And that was really cool to just learn about. It's so different learning about something from someone who's lived the experiences rather than collected the information and I it was it was a really really cool experience and yoga's helped me so much on my own journey through learning I'm autistic and you know I have ADHD and learning just more and more about myself and you know yoga is a way that I unmask and when I you know talk about yoga it's not just the physical practice of yoga but what gets lost in like westernized yoga is that yoga is not just exercise yoga is a way of living um and you know, if you're practicing yoga, you should really be taking into account yogic ideas and beliefs and, um, you know, the spiritual texts uh, along with yoga. I think it's all really fascinating. I love mythology and um, I don't know if that's what you would call it, but I, I think like um, spiritual texts are fascinating. Um, I'm really fascinated by religion. I don't consider myself religious, but I think the stories are just really interesting. So yeah, just like learning about yoga has been really fun and connecting to that. I think it's interesting how you mentioned like how here in western society we tend to like gather a bunch of information and um you know data and all that so we have you know all of the information before we even use like our own experiences as research even though like that is scientifically like you know it's kind of like our own experiment is our lives and yeah I feel the same way about 
like I guess like learning about different religions and different stories like I grew up in a Catholic household and I mean to be honest I pretty much like dissociated throughout like all of my I guess religious up upbringings but I know like that can be a touchy topic for other people that kind of grew up in a very strict strict household um in a religion and whatnot and now like as an adult I'm finding yeah so much curiosity in learning from different people's stories and religions and just like I guess finding like what resonates most with me and I guess that like I'm learning that a lot like throughout even like having this podcast like talking last week about ABA like the whole point was like for the people that are listening to make their own choice and opinion and whether that's by collecting the data or by and like listening to us or by like experiencing it themselves like we're all going to find our way and they're not all going to like match up with one another because we all have different experiences and different brains and I guess like it's kind of helped in like my way that I socialize with people like I have a lot more understanding for people and recognize that like I mean especially with like my unmasking journey and with my autism journey like there's a lot of judgment that's formed and I feel like oh if I share this about myself I am letting myself be judged for that or even if I'm just showing up as myself like I mean people are always going to judge you and I think recognizing like that's based on their own experiences and their own data that they've collected like it's kind of like a life lesson in itself yeah and just like thinking about like people will judge you based on your experiences and based on the way you present yourself and based on their experiences but also on the flip side um, and I think this might be something you know a lot of us autistics struggle with is like our experiences like on the complete other side are um like ignored and like downplayed and like you know even like I guess slip myself about you know, my experiences for so long because I was trying to mask and fit in and I was just like oh no like that's not actually a problem and like you know when I would bring it up to people they would just be like oh that's normal everybody does that and it's just like what a discounting of our experiences mm. like especially in the medical field like if you bring in like a list of symptoms or like you know like your experience is not trusted and like they have to like do all these tests and it's like yeah like it's important like you know you need the tests to get to the answers but it's just interesting because if the tests don't come up with the results like you're you're discounted and like you um your validity kind of goes out the window in a way mm. and like because the evidence doesn't back up your experience your experience is neglected or it's discounted or you know, oh, there's nothing wrong with you. All the tests were fine, but then you still feel like shit. And yeah, it's interesting too. Like kind of like the two sides 
of yeah experiences or um, there's more than two sides but it's just my black and white thinking <laughs> right there's always I I love the saying like there's three truths to every every story or something like that like there's always like my truth your truth and the truth and that just comes down to again like perspective and it is interesting like I like your example with the medical because it's like yeah a lot of people experience going in and like sharing what maybe their symptoms are trying and seeking help like which takes I think a lot for somebody to even get there you know to even look for help can sometimes be a little daunting and so for somebody to even like go look for help and then be told yeah that their their living truth isn't the truth like I think it it adds in yeah like some of that imposter syndrome or just like feelings that like oh you can't even trust yourself because like the things that I shared like aren't even accurate so how can I trust you know how I'm feeling and I think yeah that adds a lot of nuance to the situation yeah especially when you're like a human who's already so disconnected from your feelings like you know for me growing up like I would be so confused because I feel my feelings in my body but I don't connect them to like what I'm feeling so like angry doesn't come up uh like I'll get really tense my face will get really hot um my belly will get really tight I'll clench my fists I'll clench my teeth and like I'm doing all these things because I'm feeling angry but in my brain that's not registering so it's just ends up being a lot of confusion so yeah like discrediting of those experiences further can further separate you from your own experience because you know it's being discounted by people you're supposed to trust and then you just feel like you can't trust yourself yeah that would happen to me growing up um I was called like a hypochondriac a lot but I just have anxiety and so I (laughs) I was like young. I I think maybe like I was like 14 like in high school and I started getting panic attacks and like it started with like feeling like I was going to pass out and like you know my heart rate would like be so fast and you know I get really dizzy and I kind of think I'm I'm learning more about that right now about myself. I think it might be something else, but um you know, just my heart rate being so fast. And then like, I learned about heart attacks. And like, I was like, I think I'm having a heart attack because, you know, like my arms would go numb, I couldn't breathe, my my chest would hurt, my heart would be beating so fast. And then I convinced myself I'm having a heart attack, and then it would get even worse. And my heart would like start palpitating. And so I went to the doctor and like, they kind of made fun of me even though like I was really going through something and like they didn't even they were just like oh you're a hypochondriac like there's nothing wrong with you meanwhile like I have like an anxiety disorder and like you know I actually have like experienced it a lot on my own and for a while I was like oh I'm just a hypochondriac there's nothing wrong with me and I just you know it's like the silent struggle where like you feel almost like foolish for thinking there's something wrong with you 
that is like so interesting because like I'm just like thinking back like that was maybe like you know 15 16 years ago for you that that had happened and like yes I know like the internet and stuff was like just kind of coming around like now that we're adults and we have the internet and we have like the ability to connect with other people that are going through the same thing like we're finding this language that fits exactly how we're feeling but it's interesting because it's almost like back then when you're talking with a doctor they like they're the ones that were supposed to have the information like they technically back then like were our computers and they went to school and you know have done all the studying in order to provide the best care even though like then like the care becomes lost like I saw that a lot too I've had some yeah unpleasant doctor experiences uh which we can (laughs) save for another time but like it's just interesting how like now you see like you're able to kind of identify your feelings and like back then that wasn't really like the way of living it wasn't really like the norm for like maybe our parents generation and like even like people that were a little bit older than us we are all still just like I don't know just really shows even like the shift and like how far we've come with technology these days and how that has really made like such a positive impact because now we have so many more answers and the answers just allow for us to like better care for ourselves and to identify like when you're feeling like that like okay what can I do for myself in this moment yeah and it's just like when I've brought things up it's been met with comments like, why do you want there to be something wrong with you? Mm. And it's just like, I don't want anything to be wrong with me. I just want to understand my mind and my body and what's happening because clearly something's off and I'm not imagining it. Definitely. And sometimes like, it just takes like a few extra minutes to explain to somebody like oh you have anxiety or like maybe like I'm not really sure because I'm not a doctor per se but I'm not not at all not per se but like not at all (laughs) (laughs) I'm not an astronaut per se but you know I dabble in space this is this is where I'm gathering like my data and sharing that but like from experience I don't even know where I'm going now with my with my brain thoughts but like oh what I was gonna say was like in my experience like going to the doctor with like I know a lot of people struggle with like gut issues and nervous system issues and not even explaining like what that means and like I personally have had um, psoriasis for I mean more than 10 maybe more than 10 years at least and I am just like I've gone through waves of going to doctors getting medication seeing results but it's not like I never had the full understanding that like I had the ability to choose something different you know sometimes it's like you go into the doctor's office and it's like you think that the one answer that they give you is the only answer when really there could be other options to explore um but like I don't think that they have the time it never seems like I don't know 
in your experience, like it always seems like each appointment is so rushed and like the care is really lost. It's almost like medical doctors. They're not really there to provide care, but really just to like give you the answer, give you the medication. Okay, move on. And it doesn't really give that understanding of like why you felt dizzy and, you know, were having these experiences when you were 14. And then you feel, yeah, like you said, so invalid in your experience. Yeah. And like, I think to top it all off, when I go to the doctor, there's all that stuff that you brought up that makes it a stressful environment. And I have a communicate a disability with communication. So like my, I've been more connected to myself lately, but like, I wouldn't even know how to advocate for my needs because I was so disconnected from them. And it would end up with, you know, the doctor misunderstanding what I needed and like not, you know, maybe not giving me the care that was aligned with my experience because I'm not able to like adequately communicate so that you know I have to go back to the doctor and I have to communicate a little more each time and then you know slowly you start to learn the the pieces of yourself and fill in the blanks like um one interesting thing for me was I learned that I'm hypermobile which I didn't learn until I was like 20 and that would have been really helpful information because um there was like a period of a few years where I was in like really severe pain and it's because I was straining all my muscles because I thought I was so flexible and it's just like I totally am flexible but like so like my joints are really flexible but my muscles are not as flexible as my joints so I end up like straining my muscles a lot um, especially when it comes to yoga because I can't do all the poses that like I can do them, but like I shouldn't. And it turned out I was just continually pulling my hamstrings and it was really hard to walk. And I thought something was wrong with me, but I'm just hypermobile. I remember when you were going through all of that and like just always saying, yeah, like I don't know why I am so sore and like I, yeah, I'm having a hard time. Wow, that's so interesting. But yeah, like just now knowing that information, now you can accommodate yourself and accommodate yourself during like your yoga poses to do what's best for you. And it took so long for me to learn that information. And like, finally, I found one doctor who was able to explain it to me. And it was amazing. And it was just, it's wild because I was like, I'm doing all this yoga. And then I I started doing more yoga because I was like oh if I do more yoga then I'm only stretching more and I'm strengthening more so Mm, that is so interesting that also reminded me how back before I turned 18 up until I was about 18 my mom would come with me to the doctor's office because one I was like afraid in like places like that it always just seemed like I needed yeah like another voice to be there to advocate for me when I couldn't speak for myself and I think that was kind of like the case a lot like anyways like growing up when we went to the doctors you know she would kind of you know speak for me but then as I got older 
I would try and I would just have so much anxiety and especially in those instances where I wasn't met with like sympathy or just like the care that you would expect from like a normal person like just an everyday person who's maybe in a you know in the healthcare field but like they like would add even more stress and anxiety to my visit so then once I started going by myself I would leave every time crying because I just felt so overwhelmed and like not heard or seen and felt like you know what I was going for just wasn't important and yeah I think there's a lot of like I think that might be the case for like a lot of us going to like different services like even the dentist oh worst place even though I've been seeing the same hygienist for my whole life but like you know then you have someone in your mouth they're trying to have a conversation with you it's just it's challenging yeah two things I went to the doctor like a couple weeks ago and I, I ended up crying because the doctor's bedside manner was so terrible. Like, they were, like, mean and they made me cry because, like, I'm fine. But, like, they were, like, telling me the statistics. I got, like, a, an injury on my foot. I'm totally okay. But just, like, the way they presented the information sounded so grim. <laughs> I was, like, crying. And they were just not comforting at all and um yeah thankfully with the dentist um my dentist is my family so I now live like over an hour away but I still go to the same dentist because it's so worth it and I am so so grateful um oh and then other exciting news is my favorite zoo there's a new baby sloth and that's amazing. Oh, what <laughs> you know, is some good news. <laughs> um, Roger Williams Zoo. Oh, nice. Are you going to go visit? Yes, I haven't been able to go, but they have the best, the best sloth exhibit where you can get right up to the sloths. And it's <laughs> yeah, that's it's exactly a, what you need. <laughs> it's a bit of a drive from me, but I, I have to make it there. Yeah, yeah, it'll be worth it. Even like in the fall season, that would be so nice. Yeah, and they have like a very cool like pumpkin show they do there. Oh, cool. Well, this is a different episode. Yeah, I feel like we are just having like a little chat, seeing where where the wind brought us. Natural conversation. But yeah, we only have a minute left in our meeting, so... Yeah, you want to wrap up and oh yeah, thanks everybody for listening. We're so grateful for you. Hopefully, you learned something or connected with an experience. Yeah, let us know how you liked this episode. Of course, it was like a little bit of a different structure for us. So let us know if you like more of like a structured episode or more of a flowy episode. And we are excited to connect with you again next week. All right, bye everybody. Bye.